You're listening to Test, Learn, Grow, where we believe that all marketing should create value, build trust, and inspire change. This is the Level Agency way. Hey, my name is Miles Biggs. And I'm Alan Reynolds. Alan and I are proud to be your hosts for this podcast. In each episode of Test, Learn, Grow, we'll be joined by agency team members and other members of the marketing community for radically candid conversations on all things marketing. So without any further ado, let's have one of those conversations and jump into today's episode. Welcome back to Test, Learn, Grow. Today on the podcast, we have our very own TJ Bruno, head of our one of our B2B2 teams. And we have Dale Ryther with us, creative manager, also on the same team. Looking forward to digging into your brain today, lads. How you doing? Doing Good. well. Thanks for having us. It's been a second since I've been on the podcast. Good to be back. Yeah, one of the last times we had you on, Dale, was when we interviewed one of our clients, Finlistic Solutions, that you work on. And so, oddly enough, that's why we have you back today, is to talk more about Finlistics and some of the work you guys have been doing there. been watching the our case study pipeline as part of our own marketing efforts, and that name pops up quite a bit. So we wanted to have you all on to talk about some of what you're doing. And really, in the spirit of Test, Learn, Grow, what you're testing and what you're learning and how it's helping Philistics grow. So could you start by just reminding us, I'll ask TJ this, if you could give us just a brief overview of who this client is and the space that they compete in. Yeah, so Finlistics is a, is a client in the business of insight-led selling, right? So giving companies insight into ways they could better pitch potential clients. So how can they save money on costs for a variety of different things within their business? So really equipping equipping sales teams to go into conversations with executives to be, you know, not only have a seat at the table, but have an intelligent conversation with them and how they could save money for their business. And then Dale, question for you would be around, you know, what we're doing. If you give us an overview of the strategy you guys are working on right now that's driving some of these results. What are we doing to help them grow their their sales pipeline? Yeah, the the growth for Finlistics in terms of marketing results over the past year or so has been awesome to see and exponential, specifically since we made a little bit of a, a change to our approach. I think it was like last July, huh, TJ? It's mm-hmm. been almost a year now. But traditionally, before that, focused very much on bottom of funnel efforts and kind of gathering some of that low-hanging fruit, establishing a marketing foundation for them. And once we felt like that was in a really good spot, really started to turn our attention to expanding and educating their audience. And in terms of testing things, you know, that's been our primary focus over the past six to eight months is what are what are the things that can kind of we can deploy from a digital marketing standpoint that help people to understand a little bit more of who Finlistics is and what they do. Because while they are kind of in that business intelligence space, they've carved out their own little niche of business insights as a service, which is a little bit different and frankly, a little bit hard to understand if you're not really entrenched in that way of thinking already around like insight-led selling, like TJ said, some people call it value-based selling. So our focus has really been about what types of content can we deploy into the market to start to educate and grow that audience and get people in the mindset of, wow, insight-led selling is really the approach that we should be taking Mm -hmm. when it comes to software sales and enterprise selling in general. 
You mentioned in your response, Dale, that insight-led selling can be challenging for, it, it's such a rabbit hole, it can be difficult to understand unless you are really in those trenches. How do you go about educating you know, an interested population on what Finlistics offers when it's so complex at times? I mean, I think it's, you know, for, for the folks at Finlistics who are the experts on this, it's really, you know, just taking what they do and applying it to, to their own marketing, right? Like insight and value-based selling is all about showing the person on the other end the value that you provide in real dollars and real business solutions and how you can solve for that and how your solution solves for that. So I think just taking that same approach from a content standpoint is what we've been focusing on. Mm -hmm. And webinars is a huge lever for that. And having someone as awesome as Dr. Stephen Tim, who's president and founder, very knowledgeable on insight-led selling. Him and Mel wrote the book on it, actually. But you know, being able to have them kind of communicate the ins and outs in that through like a video based something interactive like webinars and, and taking that content into an on-demand space has been super effective in being able to educate the market on, on something that is a little bit of a, a complex topic. So TJ, Dale mentioned about, he alluded to webinars and how mm -hmm. you can reach people and educate people through webinars. Could you dig into that a little more for us and kind of give us the lay of the land when it comes to our testing approach with webinars? Yeah, absolutely. So as Dale mentioned, you know, it's super important, you know, not just in the B2B space, but specifically for Finlistics and a little bit more of a complex product to continually educate our clients or potential clients, right? And give them valuable information on not just what their product does, but how it could potentially benefit their business and also showcasing Finlistics as a thought leader in the insight-led selling or value-based selling space, right? So one of the tactics that we've taken and that Dale alluded to is setting up a regular cadence of webinars. So right now, Finlistics is doing one monthly webinar and at least one of the webinars every quarter is with a partner or an external vendor, right? to provide some additional kind of force in that webinar, but we're covering a wide variety of different topics, right? Some more niche than others, but the goal is just to bring in a wide audience to make people aware of Finlistics, what their product is, client IQ, how it could benefit them, right? And why they're a thought leader in the space, right? So doing those kinds of things, not only have we been able to generate a lot of registrants for the webinars and get some marketing qualified and sales qualified leads in the door, but we're really growing the Finlistics brand and their brand awareness. So what we've been seeing over, you know, the last six, seven months doing this is someone might attend a webinar, you know, might attend another webinar, they're marketing qualified lead, but they're not ready to buy anything, right? But then we'll see them convert three, four months later on the website or through one of our paid ads because Finlistics has been top of mind for them. So that's the ultimate goal with the regular web webinar cadence is just keeping Finlistics top of mind for their audience and continuing to grow that audience. So every great test is born out of some level of curiosity, right? So now we've set the stage for who they are, what we're doing for them, the success they're having. Where did that curiosity start? And how was the test born that got us to where we're at today? Yeah, so I'll kick things off, Dale, and then feel free to take it over. 
about, you know, it was last summer, about a year ago, as Dale alluded to, we were at a spot in our current campaign strategy where we felt like we plateaued a little bit, right? And we were looking for more things to test into in order to expand our reach, right? So webinars was one of them, doing some more blog and outreach content, right? As as Dale alluded to, um, Stephen Timmy, founder, is expanding his own brand as well, right? Meeting with other people, being on other podcasts, was on our podcast, right? And really testing those different things in order to expand the Finlistics reach. Some things have worked better than others, right? We just talked about webinars and that being a big driver for us. We've expanded our organic social, right? More frequent posting, some posts get more traction than others and things like that. So really just born out of, you know, how can we expand our reach given that we were stagnant for a couple of months and just testing a couple of different tactics along the way. Dale, I'm not sure if there's anything else, you know, in that aspect that, that you wanted to add. Yeah, I think that overall, like the curiosity for the test was the need to expand the audience. And that's kind of what springboarded all, all mm-hmm. these different things. But as we've deployed them, that has led to a lot of different tests like hey we we have this idea but how do we start to make it work and, and optimize that so i think some of the things that we've learned and tried is stuff around topic duration and for both of those things i think what we found is simplicity is key as tj kind of alluded to earlier kind of a broader topic something that is easily recognizable by a lot of different people and then length we actually started with at like an hour-long session and then started to test into shorter and shorter ones and keeping that simplicity there as well and scaling that back to like 30 45 minutes has actually helped to to scale volume as well so i there's a there's a lot of different tests just around you know kind of the the act of carrying out the webinar and how we market it that have kind of culminated from from that original idea and need that we had to expand the audience and educate the people that are in in our ecosystem. One of the bits, bits and bobs, as I like to say, that stands out to me is when it comes to webinars, you know, most often they're during the day, during the workday. People are already so pressed for time, so many competing objectives, priorities, distractions. Were you surprised by the success of of webinars of the of using that format, Dale? And you know, can you detail a little bit more about why a webinar is a good choice in certain situations? I I was a little bit surprised at just how quickly we were able to scale volume for Finlistics, but I think it just speaks to like how much of an expert they have positioned themselves as in this space around insight-led selling. But in terms of like webinars as a tactic, I think you bring up a good point around people having time. And what we see is like 40 to 50% of people actually attend it live. So that makes the follow-up piece of this super key around the on-demand portion. Because I know even me personally, like I'll sign up for every webinar because I know I'm getting the recording after. And that gives you more juice for the squeeze out of the effort you're putting into putting on these live sessions as well. Because then you can have that on-demand library of content and start to use that in other places. You can take pieces of it and make it turn it into blogs and quotes and steal from it. So I, I think from the standpoint of like people having time, I think that they in the remote work world and how many how popular webinars have become, mm-hmm. people have come to expect that content. 
to be on demand after and that's they don't want to lose the opportunity just because they're not going to join it live yeah and just one other thing to add to that you know something that we've learned as we've tested you know several webinars along these along the months here is the promotion and timing of the webinar is key sometimes you want to think like hey let's start promoting this webinar you know three months out which we've learned is just way too long, right? If I'm getting an ad or seeing a message right now as we're recording this, you know, beginning of May for a webinar July 4th, it's light years away, right? So a lot of our webinar promotions really only start a month out and we really ramp things up the closer and closer we get. We've seen some interesting things, you know, almost 40, 50% of the total webinar registrants coming in within, you know, seven days leading up to the webinar, right? Like someone sees something, oh, this is happening, you know, at the end of the week or next week, I'm interested in this, I'm going to sign up for it. And to Dale's point, kind of a coin flip, whether or not they actually join the live session, but they signed up for it because they want the content, right? They, they want the follow-up. So making sure that the follow-up piece is strong, but that you're not over promoting it too far out and you're you're stretching that out appropriately. Yeah, the timing piece is is interesting. That was something that was really surprising to me. Like even the 24 hours leading up to a webinar, research we've seen sh- and and the actual data that we see with Fitlistics, like anywhere between like 15 to 25 percent of registrants are coming in like the last 24 hours. So those last chance pushes, whether that be through social email one-to-one reach out like that's huge that gives you a nice little bump right at the tail end of your promotion it reminds me so much of design thinking you know i always i swear i I get a kickback every time i bring that up in a podcast episode but really putting ourselves in the end user's shoes and how would we want to consume that material and then crafting Mm -hmm. it really strong messaging and content that does that. I think about my own habits and how how often I sign up for a webinar at the very last minute too, Dale, and watch it later. So Yeah. It's like this is happening in an hour. I don't want to lose out on it, but I'm I'm not going. But I'm gonna register anyway and digest it later. And that's fine. I mean they get into your your ecosystem, into your CRM and you can nurture them through other webinars, other content, you know, it yeah. It it it's it's been a really good lever for us to pull for Finlistics over the past year or so. There's also companies that require employees to do a specific amount of training on a regular basis, right? So people could be using this for some level of continuing education because they have the proof that they went and the recording and it's not mm-hmm. just like making something up. So that, that's another angle to play depending on what industry people that are listening to are in. It could definitely be a factor. And yeah. with how people love being remote now, right? Like used, people used to do lunch and learns and go to people's offices and set up in the conference room and basically do a webinar in real life. Now you can do that wherever you're at and reach a whole lot more people instead of doing the one at a time. A hundred percent. And something that, you know, I found interesting, Miles, a little bit to your point is actually current customers for Finlistics registering for the webinar and being interested in what Finlistics has to talk about, right? So just reinforcing the brand with current customers and introducing some potential upsell opportunities, right? Finlistics works with some large companies, large brands, thousands of employees, right? So very feasible that, you know, if they have a contract with a couple of sales reps or one line of business for a large company, if we could upsell to another line of business, another line of sales reps, right? So just getting the current 
customers in there was interesting to me and another, you know, viable revenue stream to, to open up there. Yeah, that's a great point. So talk a little bit about what surprised you, what you learned. The people that are listening to this podcast now are potentially learning something. So in the spirit of helping our listeners grow, you know, if people are listening to this and they maybe they tried webinars once and it didn't quite work and mm-hmm. or they're thinking about this for the first time. You know, Finlistics we're talking about, I know every time you guys are working on this, we're generating hundreds of MQLs at a clip. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's working very well for them. Now it's taken about a year to get the engine really moving, like you said. So that's something people should think about too. It's not like turn a switch and it's, it's going to be working mm-hmm. like we're talking about. What else should people be thinking of? They, they leave listening to this podcast, three things they should be factoring into their webinar strategy based on what you've learned from the work with Finlistics. I think one of the biggest things that I've learned is really leverage your organic channels and don't try to force the paid side of it. Like the paid side of it is important and we see it work, but like email website optimization, organic social are like huge drivers for us, which is not something that I was really expecting. Like I think, I think email is a more obvious one, but the organic social side of things and, and the website portion of whether that be pop-ups on the website for the most recent ones, having dedicated pages and things like that. I, I didn't realize how much of a lift that would give us. So I think, you know, making sure that you're very heavily thinking about both sides of the coin and not just trying to force the mm-hmm. pace out of it would be something that I would recommend. Yeah. And on that, Dale, I just talked about, you know, the current customers that were showing up to webinars. Well, we've also noticed, you know, as we're sending out emails to people in our database, a lot of them being current customers, they're forwarding those things on to their own network, right? So other colleagues that work at other companies that, you know, hey, you know, Miles, I might get something, send it to you. You might be interested in this. I have other friends that work at other agencies, local to Pittsburgh or all over the country. And I forward things along all the time. So kind of to Dale's point, you know, doubling down on on those kinds of things and relying on your current network to share out with with their with their colleagues and, and their friends and, and really start start that word of mouth that way. Yeah. And I think the the third one would be like, don't stop at the point where the webinar is over, there's a lot more that you can get out of that content. Like what we have seen more work more specifically in LinkedIn is promoting the on-demand sessions Mm -hmm. and taking that and putting on your website is sort of like repository and, and, and library of educational content has been huge and taking little clips of it, using it for organic social, pulling quotes and stuff like that. TJ, I know, in, in the recent webinar that we did, you talked about that taking one piece of content and turning it into eight smaller pieces, like the buck doesn't stop with the webinar being over. There's still a lot of life that you can get out of that content. Yeah, so those are three three good things that we've learned over the past year that you can take with you. Yeah, and that last part, Dale, is super important for especially leaner marketing teams, right? I'd imagine a lot of folks that are listening to this aren't part of a hundred plus person marketing team, right? There's a lot of things happening every day. There's a lot of pressure to pump out a lot of content, to do a lot of things. So to Dale's point, right? Like, how can we repurpose this webinar content? And let's not get too down, like, hey, maybe we wanted 100 people to register for this webinar. We only got 55, 60 people, but let's try and get a little more juice out of this to Dale's point, right? Can we cut up clips to put on social? 
Can we turn this webinar into a blog post, right? And start getting some SEO value out of it. So there's a lot of things that, you know, the webinar can turn into. And hopefully, you know, you get some more registrants, but you, you can get a, li a lot more runway out of one piece of content. Well, thank you so very much, TJ, Dale. As always, it's lovely to hear from you both and looking forward to more success stories and growth with Finlistics. Me too. <laughs> yeah, a lot more to come. Thanks for listening to this episode of Test, Learn, Grow from your friends at Level Agency. For more information about what we do here at Level, be sure to visit us online at www.level.agency. And do not forget to rate and subscribe to this show wherever you listen to your podcasts so that you never miss an episode. Until next time, remember that the best way to do any sort of marketing is to test, learn, and grow.